0: Welcome to the Filia Podcasts. We are the daughters of those women who came before us. It is our absolute honour to have met so many incredible women fighting for the liberation of us all. Our role at Filia is to amplify the voices of those women via the Filia Conference and these podcasts. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Filia team.
1: Welcome to the Filia Podcasts. Today we have with us Gemma Aitchison from our team at Filio Podcasts, who will be interviewing Joe Bartosz from ClickOff. Gemma Aitchison's sister, Sasha Marsden, who was 16 at the time, was raped and murdered by David Minto, the man who she went to meet for a job interview at a local hotel that day on January 31st, 2013. Determined to address the issues underlying Gemma went on to found Yes Matters the same year. Yes Matters is a community group using youth work framework and ethics to raise awareness of gender stereotype damage, education around consent and victim blaming and prevent sexual objectification. Jo Bartosz is a writer whose works have been published on various online platforms and she founded click off in 2019 in order to raise awareness about the harms of pornography, to share the learning drawn from the research and experience of feminists with legislators and build a movement against pornography in the UK. Thank you both for being with us today and please take it away. Um,
0: Avoid legal snags by telling people they are being recorded. You are being recorded right now. Right. Right. Um, I'm recording you for a Philly a podcast, mm-hmm. so consider yourself informed, Informed. which is important in consent, boys and <laughs> girls, and by boys and girls I mean boys because, you know, we know who does it all, don't we? So, hi, um, so I wanted to do a podcast with you today, so we're doing all these podcasts about all these brilliant women doing brilliant things because we're all stuck at home feeling pretty weird about the current situation feeling pretty down and almost in a way because we're sort of being told we have to stay inside almost like our voices and how how we're being proactive sort of being withheld a little bit because Mm -hmm. we have to stay inside so um our solution to this is to do podcasts and to cause trouble on the internet instead of just in the real world excellent yes so um I wanted to have a chat with you and to hear about the trouble that you're causing, which is brilliant. And so, first of all, how are you doing in um, the current COVID lockdown situation?
2: To be honest, I'm not finding it too bad, but then I've got a couple of cats and, and a partner, so I haven't got any men in the house. Woohoo! And um, yeah, well. I feel, I, feel, I feel kind of a bit guilty saying it but I'm quite enjoying having a bit of time to you know not have to respond to social invitations and be
0: antisocial without feeling guilty it's brilliant yeah you don't have to make up an excuse I can't I'm I'm watching grass <laughs> you don't have to. yeah it's kind of freeing really well in a whole stay-at-home way yeah um, what do you think about um, the whole stuff around the fact that, you know, it's 70% of women doing all the responses, doing all of the work, mostly unpaid work, the most dangerous work, um, and of course we have the domestic violence situation, which the government isn't really responding to. Yeah. Big shock. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... Uh, I- Sorry, and just on. generally, the the situation for women in
2: mm-hmm. in
0: this weird situation.
2: Yeah, it is a weird situation, and I I guess as well, it's really made it obvious how much work goes unrewarded and isn't counted as part of the economy but who is it who's doing the volunteering who's like you know doing most of the household chores who's doing all those things that are sneered at and not even considered work but you know everyone's going on about keeping the economy going well actually it's women that are keeping everything going um but I think my um my main concern obviously because of my my interest is um is the impact of pornography um, during this time because I think finally um, government are starting to become aware not they're doing much about it but you know it's, it's gaining media traction that there's an issue with domestic violence but there are at the moment 120 million people logging on just to one porn site and that's Pornhub across the world and if you think about the impact on young people who are developing their sexuality who aren't going to be able to go out and pass a note to somebody they fancy what, what they're going to see when they look for what they think might be things to do with relationships or sex, it's going to be violence. And I think that's massively important and just kind of isn't being spoken about
0: at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, it's that reinforcing of sexual objectification, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there have been a, a few... Um, online things at the moment about Pornhub and about how you know people's abuse is being put on there yes um so as we're seeing a rise in domestic abuse and things like that uh, and situations where people can't escape um and also victims of CSE and child sexual abuse Mm -hmm. when it tends to be a family member or family friend. Can also be in those situations. If you're trapped with a perpetrator, if they film that abuse, it becomes entertainment. Yes, no, absolutely. And I think um,
2: there's a really good petition going around at the moment, which has been set up by uh, Leila, the founder of Exodus Cry, um, and that's to hold the executives of Pornhub to account. Um, But I think domestically, there is so much we can do in terms of contacting MPs, there's a template letter. On the Click Off website um, to try and basically make sure that the dots are joined up between violence and pornography. Because, I mean, I think well, pornography is a form of violence. Because, I mean, if if what you watched didn't have any impact, then adverts wouldn't be a thing. I mean, of course it has an impact. And particularly when there's a, effectively like a reward cycle, when men, let's be honest, it's mainly men, masturbate over watching images, abuse, it tends to. Um, not only is it addictive, and we know that um, I think it was around 10% of 12 year olds fear that they're addicted to pornography. It's just such a huge problem. Um, And part of how it works is that you you tend to um, seek out more and more extreme imagery. So even when people sort of talk about ethical porn, which I don't believe is a thing, I don't think there is no such thing as ethical porn as far as I'm concerned. But even that will lead to more and more extreme content. And of course, that's brilliant for pornographers because if they can stop you being able to relate or have any sort of intimacy with other people, then they've got a captive market. Um, So I really, really just wish it was taken more seriously. Um, But I feel there's this like dual thing of it being laughed off and a little bit too embarrassing to talk about. Um, So I've been desperately trying to get MPs or, you know, people with a bit of clout on board, nobody wants to know. I mean, even like feminist MPs like Jess Phillips, who I've emailed, I've written to, I've got her constituents to get in touch with her, doesn't want to know. And it just feels like somehow it's too extreme to be opposed to pornography. Um, To be honest, I think it's far more extreme to be okay with abuse. And if people want to call me a prude, fine. I would far rather be considered a prude than be okay
0: with abuse. Well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? On the one hand, people try and say, "Oh, it's a healthy, normal thing to do," but then on the other hand, they're using it as a defence for murder. Yeah, exactly. Which like which one? Yeah. yeah. Um. So you, you mentioned things on the Click Off website. Um. For some of um the people on the podcast might not know about Click Off and how you um started it. Tell us all about that.
2: <laughs> no pressure then <laughs> i guess um go <laughs> so um i mean i can see that the scale of what we're up against is just overwhelming it is massive it is i think the biggest industry in the world and i would qualify by that by saying it's in on everybody's you know access the pornography is on everybody's phone everybody's laptop everybody's ipad it is everywhere across the globe and you know Pornhub, to say, the world's biggest um, online pornography provider or platform, um, has more visits each day than Netflix, Amazon and Facebook combined. It's massive. So I think to um, it's quite an overwhelming task to take on to take on, um, to take on <laughs> something that, you know, frankly, I'm never going to even dent much. But it doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. I don't think I could live with myself if I didn't just try. So we've got some brilliant women supporting us. Um, yourself included, and Filia. um, and um, Yes Matters. And we've got Heather Evans, we've got Sheila Jeffries, we've got um, Kathleen Richardson, who runs the campaign against sex robots, which I must admit, when I first heard about it, I thought sounded bonkers. And actually, oh, my God, she was just ahead of the curve. It's happening. Um, and why why I, I started it, I guess, was because there's just a lack of... Um, a lack of understanding so um you know we've got record numbers of um peer-on-peer abuse amongst children um we've got girls turning up in doctor surgeries with pretty extreme injuries due to brutal um anal sex in particular which has obviously been popularized by porn um and it's it's changing i think how people think how they relate to one another in quite Palpable ways. I mean, even if you have a look at, uh, say, Game of Thrones, um, or you know, just kind of mainstream TV, it's hugely influenced by pornography.
0: Absolutely. So
2: it's, yeah. it's just clear that it's seeping into everybody's minds, everybody's consciousness, and it's almost like you know the the fog in water thing. It's you don't notice you're boiling until it's so it's just all around us. When you take a step back, it's really quite chilling. And I think one of the first campaigns that ClickOff got involved with was um, uh, Warwickshire um, had put out some um, sex and relationships education guidance. And I've always been massively in favour of good quality sex education. It's absolutely essential, particularly around consent and all the rest of it. But what absolutely chilled me was realising, frankly, how many dodgy opportunists there are out there who set themselves up as sort of, you know, Sex educators, and our teaching at porn is okay. And Warwickshire was one of the counties that had um was called respect yourself. They've now pulled it after a campaign by us and the safer schools alliance. Um, but it was um, it had information on cock and ball torture. It had information on Bukhari. It was just had. And it was normalising it as well. It wasn't saying, you know, hey kids, this is out there, be careful. It was, you know, hey, we can't judge. And I was thinking, well, actually, you're an adult. Yeah, you can. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) your job (laughs) to protect kids from that and, and, yeah, be a bit judgy. Sod it. Do it. You're a grown-up. And um, I guess seeing sort of how the pornography industry has colonised everything from newspapers, television, even sex education was a bit of a wake-up call because I don't have kids and I kind of had this nice fluffy notion that you know they'd be told to be careful online or the rest of it not have quite niche and harmful sexual degrading sexual practices explained to them in detail so that was a real wake-up call and that was one of our first campaigns Um, and then we've um, we've got the support of the new uh, leader of the Scottish Labour Party which is fantastic um and we're going to try and sort of say push to get a bit more supported uh, at the political level and tanny gray thompson as well um she's um she's on board so really pleased about that um and i think next year we're going to be building up to a proper launch in parliament but obviously this year it's just kind of all gone a bit by the wayside but something everyone can do um is to go to our website we've got a little fact sheet which is quite useful and we've got a template letter so just copy that there's a link if you don't know who your mp is so you can find out and just email your mp and then get back to us and let us know what they say and we've got some quite simple demands about making sure that um when somebody is convicted of a crime of violence against women, well, let's face it, when a man is convicted of a crime of violence against women, um, that um, his pornography use is taken into account because it routinely is when there are cases of child abuse, but it isn't with adults. And actually, I think that's something that could make a huge difference quite quickly because it's very difficult to do any research into pornography because ethics boards at universities tend to reject it. And I think that's both because there are a lot of frankly dodgy academics out there that are probably getting a fair bit of cash uh, and <laughs> and also because um, obviously it's harmful and you can't say anyone who's taking part in the experiment isn't going to be harmed by it so there's actually a kind of even though it's bloody obvious that you know no woman voluntarily decides to rip out a pubes that's clearly something that's being inspired by porn so even though the impact of it is quite obvious in many different ways to prove it and to prove the link between particularly
0: sort of violence and abuse and watching pornography is quite difficult well it's it's strange because there's so much research out there about the link of objectification and violence yeah and pornography is quite literally sexual objectification like if if it had a label on that like that's what it would say you know Um, there's there's also the links um between pornography and pedophilia, yes which is something that is um perhaps to women in the feminist circles quite obvious to them yes. but you know perhaps outside of that maybe not but um for instance, you know you saw on um well maybe you didn't I don't know what you watch on t v but you know um it was one of those talent shows, X-Factor Pop Idol slash talent, whatever they're called. Um, it was one of those. And the Pussycat Dolls came on. And um, what they did essentially was a burlesque adult not wearing very much sexualized dance. If that was in a burlesque club where adults were choosing to access a thing, that would arguably be one thing. But it was on this family show pre watershed thing, so then all these little girls were like, "Oh yeah, we really like them because everyone's cheering for them." And then obviously they copy the music videos, and and then you know a couple of years down the line, well, what did you expect, your honor? She was doing this. It seems like they're corporate grooming yeah yeah to already their defense is right there yeah it is
2: it is and I, I think
0: again it's that thing isn't it
2: with the whole kind of cultural landscape we are so saturated in porn that it is just seeping out there's no way of containing it and it's it's terrifying and I can understand why Young women and girls are going to think that objectifying themselves is empowering. Um, it, it isn't. It's entirely hollow. But I've done it before. It's 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 so easy to fall into when that's what surrounds you. That's what you're praised for. That's what. So I kind of totally understand the appeal in a way. Um, but God, it's just so meshed with with other issues as well. It's really difficult to unpick.
0: Yeah, but when you tell the woman advertising the pole dancing class for little girls, you're the prudish. Oh yeah, one yeah, totally,
2: totally. To life
0: and, yeah.
2: Yeah. No, and I, I, I think it was um, was it Chief of Sussex Police who um mentioned recently that there's been a huge surge in demand for child pornography, uh, or indeed images of childhood sexual abuse. Um, and um particularly among young men. And it's clearly young men who have gone through all the porn they can find with adults and are getting a bit bored and they're going on to look at children. And I think that's that's a really obvious progression. Um, because
0: we infantilize women to make the men. It all goes back to the gender stereotypes, doesn't it? The man has to be the big one, the controlling one, the dominant, the strong one. And the woman is to be obedient and small and...
2: Submissive and feminine and dominated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And hairless. Yeah. I know, I know. Makes for interesting first date chat, that. I always bring it up. To, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm charming. <Eat> my <laughs> Yeah. I was just, just like... I always just ask if... Uh, Well, I'm bisexual, so if I'm on a date with a man, I'll ask. If I'm on a date with a woman, I I don't feel I need to worry about that so much. Don't know why. Probably crime statistics and history books (laughs) and shit. Um, Do with the 98% of men
2: (laughs) compared
0: to. Well, I have to make them cry on the date because otherwise, what would I wash my face with to stay young forever? Obviously. Um, (laughs) So, um. At the moment you're like very vocal on Twitter, I've seen, which is awesome. Never. Um I I know. I have such a shy, retiring Twitter feed. Um but yeah, you're very but you're very um because there there can be um an echo chamber sort of thing sometimes within fem well I guess within most movements not just feminism because people get burnt out and sometimes it's exhausting just to have to explain yeah. the water is wet and sometimes you're just like I just can't deal with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um but you are everywhere. You're just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, and um I've seen you discussed in primary school education groups I've seen you discussed in secondary school education groups in oh, gosh, youth yeah. and policy <laughs> stuff and youth work stuff you're everywhere which is which is brilliant <laughs> um so what what plans can we help with as you take over the world which is essential <laughs> Shit, plan. My
2: plan. um I think something just as I say in, in addition to contacting your MP just speaking to people about pornography asking them you know I guess just asking really simple questions about um how do you know somebody wants to do what they're doing and what they're whether they're being forced um ask perhaps what the difference is between prostitution and pornography because essentially pornography is filmed prostitution and I think I think people are are far more at ease accepting the idea of pornography as something almost victimless without really realizing that that's, that's real people and those are real women um, with real stories and real lives, many many of whom have got quite tragic lives, to be honest, when you when you look into it. And when you look at um, the history of some of the most famous porn stars, porn actresses like Jamma Jameson, um, there's often a history of, of abuse. Um, so it's not like it's a, a choice that's made in a vacuum um, and... There's clearly the issue of trauma bonding and those sorts of things. And when, let's um, say, so when it comes to the idea of, of feminist porn or ethical porn, I think it's worth reminding ourselves that, for example, James Dean, um, one of the most famous male pornographers, called himself a feminist and was lauded all over sort of social media for, for being a feminist. And he's been accused of rape now by multiple women. Um, and, um, and I think that's, that's worth bearing in mind. Um, as for what, what people can do to support, um, we have got a podcast. It hasn't been, um, haven't done one for a few months actually, (laughs) but we have got a podcast. Um, we've got fact sheets, please distribute them. Um, if you could let us know as well, what's going on at your kid's school with regards to, um, PHSE education. Um, That's really helpful because, um, as I say, I have yet to find a provider that doesn't essentially say porn's okay, which is terrifying. Um, And yeah, um, just start those conversations and start people sort of thinking about the links
0: between pornography and violence. That that sounds, well, essentially what I do on the Tuesday anyway, but... um, (laughs) Um, I think I think it is really important to keep having these conversations because at the moment it, within feminism there's a lot of stuff going on um, and quite a lot of division and I think sometimes it's important to talk about this stuff because it's like it's sneaking in. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like the Fifty Shades generation yeah. of um, you know first it, we were supposed to accept. Uh, your boyfriend will go to strip clubs and you're approved prude if you don't accept that and now it's kind of porn and copying what porn does and yeah. accepting him slapping you and hitting you and yeah. the yeah. reality is now that if you wanted a one night stand you need to seriously think about whether you're going to live yes after absolutely. having that one night stand
2: i think the um we can't consent to this campaign has done amazing work to raise awareness of the issue with um strangulation in particular which again is something that's near an extreme practice that's been normalised by pornography and is now almost expected um yeah as a normal- team vogue
0: and cosmo not yeah. done so so much a good job of that no, no. poppy obviously disagrees <laughs> with them ferociously <laughs> So the the other thing I guess I wanted to ask you um ask your thoughts on was um how how can I put this in a way where I don't sound smug and like it's funny. I don't think I can. <laughs> um isn't it hilarious that Mother Nature has decided that men who watch a lot of porn their dicks don't work anymore? Isn't that great? I mean, poor poor loves. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's funny. Um uh, yeah.
2: So around about a third of them i think now are experiencing porn induced erectile dysfunction that's a third of young men between the ages of
0: 18 and 45 i believe is it time for us all to start getting shares in viagra <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> and and from that we can um, we can build up our armies um i i think these men
2: i mean that's you know
0: um lost in front of their computers (laughs) bless them bless their little cotton socks that a woman probably made and he didn't even say thank you for um i think that um oh that that is one way to when you're talking to like a young person audience it's sort of a way to go well boys did you know this yeah um because it's something that affects them because again because of the sexual objectification because they don't see girls or women as needing consideration because they're objects to be used for the subject um they're not really that bothered um about how it's affecting women and girls
2: um, i mean that's I, I really struggle with with messaging is um I mean I have got that on my fact sheet and you know I I think it clearly it's an issue but at the same time I kind of think well serves you right (laughs) um I'm I'm much more concerned about the harm to women and girls but
0: yeah a guy with such outstanding morals can't breed though and spread his influence onto another generation damn it (laughs) um I don't know why men think I hate them um so um essentially what we need to what what I would say is we we need to all get together behind this and one thing that's come across is you've mentioned two other um campaigns that are sort of shouting about similar things to you and it's very noticeable how like the ones you've noticed you support each other yeah. because you're essentially shouting together to be heard yeah and saying that it is important it is a serious issue um and i think that is that's just brilliant because it you know there needs to be more standing together and shouting together Totally, totally. and
2: it can be quite isolating as well to feel like you're getting mad when you switch on the tv and essentially see like yeah a soft core porn routine <laughs> yeah you play- On a Saturday night, what? (laughs) Um, So it can make you feel like you're going mad and when you get kind of, say, ignored by politicians or sort of rebuffed by um, local authorities when you complain about their guidance. And, you know, it it can feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall sometimes. So I think absolutely just for your own sanity linking up with other women who get it, it's
0: brilliant. (laughs) I imagine you get a load of, um, well, as lovely as the men on Twitter are, I imagine you get um, a bit of, So we call it grief um and is it useful to have those other women to sort of come and and help you battle with that a little bit sometimes
2: yeah i mean for the most part if i get hassle um i am terrible at keeping my temper and i have been banned from twitter before (laughs) so i tend to shock me i know so i just tend to ignore them now so I can leave them. I'll just mute them. And then i rather enjoy the idea of them sort of, you know, ranting into the void. Um, I think the ones that I find most depressing are young women who, you know, decide to tell me they love being choked and slapped and called a whore because, you know, that's empowering. Ugh, I find that really depressing. But to be honest, I haven't got the time. I just mute them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to put a handmaid's tail gif underneath and then mute them and they might not get it but i think i'm hilarious so that's all that matters isn't it um it 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 must be though in all seriousness it must be quite difficult sometimes because you are fighting a really important fight but you know there, there will be times where you're feeling burnt out or you're sick of well essentially trying to be shut down told what you can and can't be angry about
2: yeah and I mean I'm, a, I'm a, a writer as well um and um I must admit something I find really hard is just getting through to editors to get stories placed that are critical of pornography is so difficult so I had one recently um came out on Monday and it was it or Tuesday and it's in the Morning Star um who um I'm really pleased that they published it but to be honest it wouldn't have been my first choice I tried I think it's Four or five different editors at The Telegraph, same at uh, The Independent, same at The Guardian, same at Unheard, same at The Economist, same at, you know, I tried every single mainstream paper. And you know, it's kind of, I quite like writing, but my God, it's hard to try and get your work out there. Totally ignored. Nothing um and yet the independent day ran a story on taking nude selfies to raise money um for the fight against coronavirus oh no that was it it was to to support frontline nhs workers i mean oh, oh and then you'd lose all of your um your rights to the photo mm-hmm. and that they you know they're happy to run stories like that
0: it ah. reminds me of the sun's copper feel thing and using the thing's <sighs> oh, yes, awful but that that's sort of the same tactic that Jimmy Savile used like yeah. just because you're doing a charity thing doesn't mean that the other stuff is good it's still no, it's still not no. good no. like can't punch a kitten in the face and then go oh here's a cake like no no
2: no
0: and it's yeah I
2: mean that's something I find really bizarre as well is when you, you look at the content of pornography and when you look at the searches that are trending say for example teen is like always in the top five searches for about the past 10 years on Pornhub yeah. um and yet you have people are outraged when it comes to um Epstein or Prince Andrew or and you think, well hang on a minute pretty much a considerable number of men across the world are getting off to essentially Teens, so double standard, much of, of course drives
0: me mad. <laughs> yeah, that they, they can be all judgy about the child bride people over there, but they're perfectly fine with you know, stepdad taking yeah, yeah. stepdaughter, blah blah blah. Like, oh, that's that's totally fine.
2: I mean, that tells you something else as well. When you look at the language used, it's always you know, destroys or you know, it's, it's always really, you know, yeah, it, and it's never sort of you know. Has his cock mangled? <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, this thing very very niche, but you know it's not. It's never get out, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's never... but yeah, it's never. I don't know. It's, it's the main. It's always about the man dominating and hurting the woman. It is so rarely. And then if it's, hey, there are dominatrices, Yeah, yeah, there are a few.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> You know, I think in the grand scheme of things, it is just kind of mainstream and normal to use really violent language about destroying pussies and crap like that. And you just never have it the other way around. Not that I think you should either. I just think it's really illustrative of the fact that this is
0: pretty much a one way street. It is. And it's, again, reinforcing the gender stereotypes. I'd really like to see something like, you know, man gets made to pay child support or... (laughs)
2: that do it for you <laughs> yeah right
0: crystal maze version but instead of looking for crystals you have to look for the clitoris I mean it it would never end and there would never be a winner but you know or, or even just you know even like the gay porn is made for men and the lesbian porn is made for men I mean even just by the nails alone you can tell that <laughs> it's it's just
2: <sighs> yeah totally i
0: know that 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 was a sound and not a word but that was, that
1: was just uh,
2: yeah speaks volumes yeah yeah no and i mean it's no wonder as well that so few young women want to call themselves lesbians because what is
0: lesbian now it's a genre of porn
2: <laughs> it's
0: really it is. and i i um what i find striking I could call it striking. Is that essentially pornography is essentially our abuse categories? Yes, and racist
2: abuse categories as well. That's the other thing. You You get bloody people going mental about the most minor infraction of what seem to be constantly shifting PC codes. Sometimes entirely fair enough, and yet. You literally have racist categories to delineate what sort of porn
0: you're into. And apparently that's fine. It's mad. I think that the issue there is that um, men get to decide who gets the good man badge. We don't get to decide. They get to decide. Mm -hmm. So as long as they get to decide that, they'll just give it to anyone, won't they? Really? Oh, that's me nuts. Oh, so many nice guys, so a little time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you, you're right to bring up that there's a lot of stuff around race, there's a lot of stuff around class as well mm-hmm. um, and around age. Um, but essentially what it is, is reinforcing those gender stereotypes and sexual objectification over and over again, more and more and more to the extreme. And as you say, it's seeping into all sorts of programs. Um, there was there were some really interesting concepts for shows like Westworld and um, you know or, or other things. Even the Game of Thrones things with, without all this, all the stuff that goes on. And and the new program, The Witcher. I, all, all I did was. I couldn't get through the first episode of it. I couldn't even get into the part of it because they they just put not, not only sexualization of women in there, but complete degrading of the female characters in there yes. all the time. And people are quick to, to justify it as some sort of like, oh, no, but the character this and the character that. Right. Oh, but it's historical context, it's realistic. First of all, the lady with a pet dragon had no hairs on her legs. (laughs) Got nothing to do with being realistic.
2: And they weren't dead of plague, you know. Mm. Well, mind you, I guess that would be kind of contemporary, but yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, they talk about, that was one of the Game of Thrones things. It was all about, oh, yeah, but in those times there was rape. First of all, rape hasn't gone away, okay? okay. Second of all, she had a pet dragon, had highlighter, and had smooth underarms. Don't try and tell me it was about being <laughs> Yes, nothing not documentary.
2: <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I... if something was to be really inventive and imaginative, surely it wants not perhaps break away, be a bit more groundbreaking,
0: not just... Yeah. I I just I mean, you know, I I think women are beautiful. I've got no problem with women, you know, being beautiful. But I, I I'd like to watch an advert where there wasn't, you know, tits involved or do you know, I, I just like even on the side of buzzes and people giving up smoking, there's a suggestive lip thing and mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just absolutely everywhere. Yeah, it's got to like remind women
2: that what we're there for. Yeah. At time. Uh, yeah, and it's difficult because it does get inside your head <laughs> as well.
0: And yeah, it's hard I mean
2: to internalize it, it.
0: Yeah, I mean it. On average, um, we get twenty thousand messages a day if we just watch TV. That's not including internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And I found it interesting that most advertisements aimed at women and most magazines and things aimed at women are, oh, be thinner, get this makeup so you can cover this up. Essentially, it's going, you're a bit shit, but if you try this, you can be better like you should be. And once you let advert... One advert for blokes that isn't like you're so great, you're so strong. Try this gel to be more man like. One advert remotely criticizes them. Yeah. And they call us emotional. <laughs> <I know>. emotional. <laughs> they're
2: uh, just little petals, aren't they?
0: <laughs> oh, they're, they're like a snowflake in the summer breeze, that's how delicate <laughs> they are. Yeah. No, totally. And. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's what
2: advertising does, doesn't it? It creates a problem and then sells you the solution. And I guess the continuous, unending source of
0: funds is going to be manufacturing women's self-hatred. Well, that that's it. It's um, gender stereotypes and sexual objectification. They're profitable things. Yeah, of course they are. But they don't take accountability for, you know, what happens because of that message Uh, if if um a random person was to show a child sexual images twice they get done for grooming so it's interesting that these corporations and pornography sites and things it's interesting that they don't get into trouble for that like how they escape these rules yeah um maybe that would be something that we could look into in the future um totally. how do you feel about um I, I guess the fight that you're fighting do you feel confident in it or do you feel a bit like there's just been an earthquake and you've got wanders pan and brush and just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a good analogy yeah, I like that um to be honest I don't feel about it it just needs to be done um I, I don't think there's any point sort of looking at the scale of it it is what it is, and if people don't stand up, it's not going to get any better. So, it's worth doing. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Well, I I hope um, and suspect that there will be young people, um, specifically young women, who um, will see your stuff on Twitter and will have a think about, you know, what it is that your stuff says. Um, and it's just sort of planting that seed isn't it, planting that seed of doubt. I really Um, hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, The last thing I have to ask you, which is the most important, is um, what's your favourite cake and why?
2: I think cake's kind of a waste of time. It gets in the way of chocolate. Oh! You just questioned Yeah, I know. I, I just... Well, you know, you could have mm, yummy chocolate bar or kind of essentially something that isn't quite as nice, but there's more of it. I just go for, yeah, chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, sod the cake, chocolate every
0: time. Mousse, I do like a mousse, though. So. Well, um, I have now officially decided that whatever at any sort of meal or do together, I will sit next to you because I will be allowed to have your cake. I think, you're <laughs> you're so. welcome to my cake.
2: Oh, actually scones i do like a scone a scone is not a cake well it's kind of cake like it's in a cake ballpark <laughs> they're we'll obviously cream first
0: we'll some graph, but i'm not sure that a scone would i don't know okay, i, I, I wonder I what some of our listeners will think we'll do a poll if if we agree <laughs> that a scone is a cake and we'll see who wins i'm on the definite it's not a cake side it's
2: actually a cake what else is it some sort of like yeah, of course it's a cake. It's definitely cakey. Yeah.
0: We'll see, we'll see who our listeners agree with. I'll, I'll be like, Oh right, well block you. Block you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for um talking to us today or to oh, me. I'll well, say us because Poppy unfortunately contributed. Um and um take care. And as always, if you ever need any backup or need me to share anything you know where I am or if you just want me to you know crush somebody's dreams or if someone sends you a dick pic I can like find the mum and the boss and stuff and I can send it to them you know I I love you that's brilliant (laughs) I'm not that skilled at many things but I I have a very particular set of skills that's what he says in the movie isn't it um (laughs) take care you and your lovely self take care of each other as i'm sure you will um and um yeah we'll keep fighting together
1: yes (laughs) take care see you soon bye